Olympic motto is Citius Altius Fortius, which is Latin for faster, higher, stronger. The Christian life is in many ways compared to taking part in a sport. In this message shared at the launch of APL, APC Premier League Sports Day, we look at the comparisons drawn in the New Testament between sports and the Christian life. As in sports, we must be in a constant state of pressing in, breaking barriers, moving into higher realms, greater strength, and faster obedience to the God we serve. Yesterday we had a men's conference and um, uh, Anand was sharing his testimony and just to listen to what the Lord has done in his life. Just an amazing thing and you know many times God is doing such great things in the lives of people right around us and we don't even pay attention to it. You know we are looking sometimes we look at the spectacular and we miss the supernatural. We are looking for, you know, something earth-shaking, we are looking for something that is very spectacular and there are supernatural things happening in the lives of people right next to you. God is transforming them, setting them free. He is he's just dealing with things in their lives and that's supernatural because it's the work of God. And we tend to miss it because we are looking for something spectacular, something that will, that's earth-shaking, heaven-rending, uh, uh, noise-making kind of stuff. And we miss the very supernatural work of God. That's happening in the lives of people all around us. So today is a great day to be a witness to the supernatural work of God that's taking place in the lives of those around you. Just ask them, hey, how did you come to know the Lord? And then tell you an amazing story. And I said, I was talking to um, Rashley and he was saying, I went to this meeting, I didn't want to go there, but my mother wanted to go, I still took her there. But I happened, uh, he ended up happening, you know, being prayed for by the evangelist. The evangelist laid his hands on him, something just let something go through. And his whole life changed since that point. Now nothing happened to his mom. But his life changed. I mean, that's just amazing to hear these stories and, and, and just thank God uh, in the way he works and the way he does things. So I encourage you to do that. I just want us to spend a few minutes in the Word and then we're going to pray. I want to you know, thank all uh, you know, the, the, the young people who work so hard, young and old people, older, older, older young people <laughs> who work hard uh, to make this day happen. I just want to, Nikki will come a little later on and just uh, thank them. Uh, but let's just spend a few moments in God's Word and uh, before we get into all the games and sports and fun. You know, the, the most of the New Testament was written at a time when there were two prevailing cultures. There was the Greek culture that prevailed, and then there was, subsequent to that, that was the Roman culture. And that's why the New Testament was written in Greek. And uh, what you find in the New Testament, especially in the writings of the Apostle Paul, is that he borrows a lot from the, from the Greek and the Roman culture and the things that took place are, are of the lifestyle, the, uh, the way people live and the things people did. He borrows a lot from that in the writings and the illustrations he uses in the New Testament. Now the Greeks and the Romans were very, very athletic, given to a lot of sports. And so you find a lot of that in the New Testament relating to the Christian life. And so I want to pick up some of that and just see the lessons Paul wants us to learn for our Christian life, for our journey in God, but drawn from the realm of the world of sports. I want to pick on a few of those scriptures just 
just bring them to us, encourage our hearts through that, and then we will go play real sports, right? <laughs> so if you have your Bibles, and uh, you know, in case you haven't brought your Bible, it's okay, because I know today you're just going to play games and all that. But let me read to you, I'll read a few of these scriptures that Paul uses from the world of sports to speak to us about our journey with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. And everyone who competes for the prize is, is temperate or self-controlled in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And so Paul said, you know, look at the world of sport, when people are taking part in these races, they run to win. Nobody starts off on the finishing line saying, okay, I'll just, you know. <laughs> no, they do their best to win the race. And then he says, look, these people who are, who are taking part in these events, they are self-controlled, are self-disciplined in everything. And the reason they are so strict with themselves is because they want to achieve or obtain that prize, that crown. And so Paul says, in a similar way, we believers, we are striving for an imperishable crown, an award, a reward that will last for eternity. And in view of that, he says, we must similarly exercise self-control or discipline in our own walk with God. So first parallel, first lesson. The walk of a Christian, or you want to call it the race of a Christian. The Christian race, or the Christian walk is one of self-discipline. Everybody say self-discipline. That's it again. Self-discipline. Self-control. So our walk with God requires self-control and really it's not just self-control it's self-control that's empowered by the holy spirit it's just not just my great willpower that it depends on but it's empowered by the holy spirit the holy spirit gives me the strength that gives you the strength to bring yourself in discipline whether it's your body your mind your soul your emotions bring everything in discipline so that you can run the race to win the crown amen Say, now walk with God. You say, Holy Spirit, God, give me self-control. Increase uh, my self-discipline. Areas where I'm a little loose, I need to bring it in order. Bring under subjection the Holy Spirit so that I can win this crown. Another place he uses the other, uh, analogy of sport is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, in fact here in verse 3, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3, he talks about the soldier, so he's borrowing from the Roman culture. Uh, he talks about warfare in verse 4, and then in verse 5, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, he says, And also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. 
So then he's falling from the world of sport. He said, you know, in the world of sport, anybody saying upon athletics, he doesn't win unless he competes according to the rules. So we are APL groups, Vicky will explain them to us. But in our Christian walk, in our Christian race, there are rules. And one of the rules that he brings out in 2 Timothy chapter 2 is this. That everyone who names the name of Christ departs from iniquity. That's a rule. You cannot compete in this race if you still want to be entangled with the affairs of this life. With things that we term as worldliness and things that we call as sin. Because that will disqualify us from competing correctly in this race. Amen? So one, there is self-discipline in running this race. Number two, there are rules that we engage, we live by. One of them is the rule of holiness. The rule of purity. We all want to compete in this race and not be disqualified from this race. Now the passage we go to is in Hebrews chapter 12. Again, a very well-known passage, Hebrews chapter 12. Brings up the same thought in Hebrews 12. Verses 1 and 2. The writer of Hebrews says, you know, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So it's like he's getting this picture of this, this great Colosseum where the sport event is going to take place. And the grandstands are full of people watching the race so he's saying our spiritual race is like that we are in this grandstand this great coliseum this world and the grandstands of heaven people are looking down upon us we have a great cloud of witnesses your grandfather your grandmother your great-grandfather your great-grandmother and all those who have gone ahead of you in the faith are looking down from the grandstands of heaven and they're calling out your name and cheering for you saying, come on, run the race. And that's the picture he's drawing for us. He's saying, therefore we also being surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight of sin, weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he said, listen, when you want to run this race, and most of you are going to run the 100 meters, 200 meters, 800 meters, the relay, what are we going to take part in? You want to lay aside every race. I mean, you may have come this morning with your, you know, ladies, you'll come with your, what do you call it? The bag that you carry, your bag, and you guys have come up with these, you know, these uh, other bags that carry all these things. And you're, gonna run, you're not going to run the race with that bag along. You keep it on the side, and then you're going to get on the field. You're going to be as comfortable, as light as possible, to run the race. Because if you've got all these things on you, you may do your best. But these things are going to pull you down. And so also Paul says, let us lay aside every weight. These weights may not necessarily be sinful things, but they are things that unnecessarily pull you down. So in running the Christian race, 
You've got to evaluate things in life not only by the standard of right and wrong, but also by the standard of necessary or unnecessary. Is it really going to help me run this race well, or is it going to pull me down? It may not necessarily be something wrong, but it may be something that's encumbering you, preventing you from giving your best in this walk with God, or in this journey with God. So in your running, running a Christian race, you on purpose choose to leave aside some things. Not because they are sinful, but simply because they prevent you from running the race well. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Of course, sin ensnares us, it hinders us from giving our best. And then he says, let us run with endurance. Meaning, our race is not the 100 meter dash, it's not even the 200 meters, it's a marathon. It's a race, it's going to go year after year, year after year, we keep running this Christian race. So we've got to run it with endurance, with patience. Things may not happen as quickly as you want them to in certain areas of your life, but you keep running this race with endurance. Be persistent. Sticking with it. Amen? So one of the great characteristics of the Christian race is endurance. Your stickability. How stickable are you in this race? Amen? Because you've got to run this race with endurance. Just stick with it. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but just stick with it. You run this race with endurance, and then he says, looking always unto Jesus. And when you run this race, all the races are run, nobody looks behind to the starting point. You always look at the finishing line. You look towards that. And here he says, you look towards Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus as you run this race. Two more things Paul says, and uh, he writes about this race. In Philippians 3, Verses 12 to 14, he says, Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or finished the race, but those things which are, but I, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So what do we learn about the Christian race? When you're running this race, you, you don't run looking behind. Sometimes you have a quick glance to see where the others are. But normally when you run this race, you have to look forward. Forget the past. You didn't have a good start, it's okay. No point grumbling about it. Keep running. You didn't pick up speed early on, it's okay. Just keep running. Forgetting those things which are behind. And he says, I strain towards. Verse 14, I press toward the goal. I strain toward the goal. The Olympic motto, which, uh, which was actually introduced in the 1924 Paris Olympics, uh, towards the end of the 1800s, they came up with the motto. What, what's the Olympic motto? Higher, 
Stronger, faster. Let's say it together. Higher, stronger, faster. Say it again. Higher, stronger, faster. So that's the Olympic motto. The official Olympic motto. There's an unofficial one. We'll mention it later. The official one is higher, stronger, faster. And that's brought out here in Paul when he says, I strain toward the goal. Meaning, I want to do it higher, stronger, faster. I forget the past. It's okay. I may not have been as high. I may not have been as strong. I may not have been as fast in the past. It's okay. But now, I'm pressing. I'm making every effort to go higher, to go stronger, to go faster. And that's what the game is all about. In order to break barriers, in order to reach realms that are higher and further than, got, than people have ever gone before, people strain to go higher, stronger, faster. So also in our Christian love, don't be satisfied with where you are today. Neither celebrate, I mean it's good to remember the great things of the past. But the past is past, no matter how glorious it has been. What matters is what lies up ahead. And therefore what matters is your straining today to go higher, stronger, and faster in God. Go to higher realms in God. Go to greater strengths in God. Go to places where you will respond to God in obedience much faster or much quicker than ever before. Amen? So there's a continuous training in our Christian life to keep pressing to higher, stronger and faster so that we can break barriers. What, what once used to be great breakthroughs should now become what's normal in our Christian life. And that can happen only if all of us go higher, keep pressing for higher, stronger and faster, for more in the Christian life. Amen? And the last thought that Paul brings about is in 2 Timothy chapter 4. This is at the very end of his life. He's writing one of his final letters. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So once again he draws from the world of sport for, him, for his own life. And he says, I have finished the race. I have crossed the finishing line. I, I have completed everything the Lord has given to me. So just to review what we looked in the, in the New Testament concerning race and the Christian life. First, the Christian life is a race that requires Come on guys. That requires Self-discipline, self-control that's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Second, the Christian life is a race that you engage by the rules. And one of the important rules is the rule of holiness. <laughs> Seems like who was that? It's the rule of holiness. We've got to engage in this race with the rule of holiness. Stop. And you run this race, you lay aside every weight and the sin 
You run with endurance with your eyes on Jesus. Fourth. You, in this Christian race, you have to press in. You have to keep pushing for higher, stronger, faster. Keep pressing in. Break barriers. Don't be satisfied with where you are today. Keep pressing in for more in the things of God, of course. And last, in the Christian race, all of, for all of us, we need to keep in mind, it's not just how you started. It's not just how you ran for a couple of years. But it's also important to finish the race. Amen? The unofficial motto of the Olympics is, and it's the same person who coined both the motors, it's not important to win, but to take part. Amen? It's not important to win, but to take part. So that's the unofficial motto, and that's what I want to leave us all with today. As we take part in this APL, it's not important to win, it's just important to take part, have fun. Amen? Let's bow heads uh, for a moment of prayer, and then you will come and uh, give us instructions. Father, we bow before you. We thank you for the privilege, Lord, of running this race that you've set before us. And Father, this morning, I pray you'll speak to our hearts, even concerning our spiritual journey. And we will run that race with endurance. Not giving up, but continuously pressing forward. Striving for more in the realm of the Spirit. Engaging by the rules you laid out for us in the New Testament, O oh God. And running to win. Running Paying the price to win. I pray you'll empower each one of us by your spirit to run this race until we finish it. In Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.